Welcome to the Cover 2 Resources podcast series, a podcast series about addiction and addiction education. My name is Amy McNeil. I lost my brother Samuel to a heroin overdose on October 23, 2015. He was 28. As a family, we thought we were prepared to help Sam fight addiction, but we were painfully mistaken. My family founded Cover 2 Resources in memory of Sam. Our mission is to arm others with the knowledge needed to best support a loved one struggling with opioid addiction. The Cover 2 Resources podcast is an ongoing series in which we interview experts in the fight against opioid addiction. It is made possible through donations and sponsorships from concerned individuals or organizations. If you want to help in the fight against opioid addiction, please consider donating or sponsoring the Cover 2 podcast. Go to cover2.org for more information. This podcast is available on iTunes, Google Music, Stitcher, and via RSS feed. Simply search for the full name, Cover 2 Resources, on your platform of choice. Thank you for listening. Over the last year, we've heard a great deal about drug-free clubs of America. Drug-free clubs are high school and middle school clubs where students enter into an agreement to remain drug-free and submit to random drug screenings conducted at the school throughout the year. In return, they receive rewards in school, prizes provided by the school and businesses in the community, and a card that not only entitles them to discounts or freebies at participating area businesses, but also guarantees them a job interview at the businesses that join the program. On a sunny 72-degree Friday in November, I decided to take a ride to Chillicothe, Ohio, to witness a rally for eight new drug-free clubs in their community. On this podcast, you'll hear from students, administrators, community leaders involved in the clubs established in the following schools, Adena High School, Chillicothe High School, Huntington High School, Paint Valley High School, Pickway Ross Career and Technology Center, Southeast High School, Unito High School, and Zane Trace High School. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Hi, this is Craig McNeil, founder of Cover 2 Resources, and I'm here today with Wayne Campbell. Wayne is the founder of Tyler's Light, and he's also one of the organizers of a unique event for Drug-Free Clubs of America down in Chillicothe, Ohio. So, Wayne, welcome. Thank you. Yeah. So, tell us about today's event. This was incredible. Incredible was probably putting it lightly. Um, this started a year ago. Tyler's Light was invited to speak in all of the Ross County schools with our Speak Up, Save a Life message. From there, we talked about what is step two from having a, a powerful presentation. It's starting drug-free clubs where the students now take control of the destiny of will they follow the message of not using drugs and and um, you know just saying no so from there each school took the the uh, reins and ran they they've done something I've never seen done I this event is a is the very first one and I keep saying wow I can't believe the excitement level. I can't believe that it's 70 degrees in the middle of November, and we're in we southern Ohio, and this is this was meant to be. 
It's a powerful message. So you've been involved and inspirational, really, in the setup of how many of these now? So you, you've got two in Pickerington. Two in Pickerington, so, yes. Two in Pickerington, eight here. Eastern Ohio did the same thing in Belmont County, where I'm from. They have about eight county schools, and they started it in all of their schools last year. So kind of the pickup from there. So I'm just planting seeds after I leave, and then they are picking these things up. So each community is responsible for this, not really Wayne Campbell or Tyler's Light. We just dropped uh, an idea on them. So they get, it sounds like they get better and better, the kickoff events in particular. This, so this is amazing. Describe how many students participated today. Eight schools, eight school districts, 1,500 students are here today. One of the schools, 67% of their student body joined. That is mind-balling. Now as an administrator and teacher, it is so easy to identify who are the other 33%, right? That's when you need to have your focus on because these ones have said in front of you, testified, hey, I'm going to play to be drug-free and I'll prove it. Those ones you no longer have to worry about. Attendance gets better, grades, test scores get better, discipline goes down. This is what schools are looking for and the beauty of it is they have no liabilities here and they don't know if a student would happen to you know, not pass a drug test. So they love that idea. So 67% versus normally the first year, what on average would you expect? Drug-free clubs, since they've been in existence 10 years ago, they expect about 10% on opening day. So we wanted to beat that in Pickerington and we started out with about 15 and we thought we were doing good. Little did we know that Chillicothe was the sleeping giant, right? Terrific. In the Ross County, yes. Well, and you had, you uh, were, you concluded today's festivities. There was a number of presentations really moving as far as the kids were concerned. The kids just, just did a wonderful job. Yeah. Yours, your message was really inspirational. Share that. Share just Well, and again, there were so many great speakers and they've been standing around. So what, you know, what can you tell these kids? They've made a, a, a monumental pledge, but I just want them to know that they live in some of these are very small towns outside of uh, Chillicothe. And they may think this is it's only our little school. And getting together here shows them, wow, this is pretty big. I want to let them know that this is going across the state of Ohio. This is going to be on national news within seven days. I will guarantee you that there will be people in Texas or California watching some form of a news clip of what happened in this county. So they are at the beginning of something big. Those seniors are going to come back here in five years ago. Look what we started. You know, so I just want them to know how big this is, how many people are following this movement. Tremendous. That's really exciting. Yes. Well, congratulations on an unbelievable event. And uh, that brings it to somewhere in the neighborhood of 18 or 20 of these that you've been inspirational and yeah, starting throughout Ohio. I, so I, uh, that's great. I'm not the beauty of it, but they are. And you know what? And when I walked into the gymnasium and started filming, I broke down and I, I was, you know, sobbing like a baby because that, that was powerful in that small gym. I could not contain myself because. You know, five years ago, like yourself, you know, you, you lost, you know, uh, a very prized um, part of your family and you lost a son. So, but that's what spurned this stuff. It's unfortunate that we had to make that, make that uh, trade, if you will, but this is the stuff that we are all pushing for so it doesn't happen more often. Well, thank you. Thanks for joining us, bud. Thank you, brother. Okay, I'm here with Sunday Wheeler. Sunday is from Adina and Peyton Beachler. Peyton is from Paint Valley. And both of them are charter members of Drug Free Clubs of America. Welcome. 
Thank you. Yeah, thanks for joining us. So we wanted to get a sense for your experience and, and why you decided to join Drug Free Clubs of America. Um, I was uh, actually in my classroom whenever I got called down to become a, an ambassador for it. My principal called me down and it's just such a positive club and it really helps out with students. It's not really reaching out for the students who don't do drugs in general. It's reaching out to students that are like in between like should I, should I not, or students that are in drugs and getting them back to where they need to be. Excellent. Um, I decided to join this year when it was brought to Ross County because like I've seen growing up in Chillicothe for the 18 years I've been alive all of the like how the drug epidemic has just gotten so bad it hits close to home and I just want to help make an impact on other people's lives and to get them interested in becoming drug free. So it has hit close to home like, for you? Close family life? friends and just right? friends like friends of mine at my own school that are going on the wrong track now. Okay and um, Peyton, in terms of your role as an ambassador, can you tell us just a little bit about that? Um, our role as an ambassador, it's um, marketing, obviously, uh, talking to students who are on edge, and we it's not always only about drugs, it's getting people to come together as one. Like, we are a community, we've definitely fallen apart in the past few years with the drugs and different societal issues, and um, it's, it's just such a good club, and the ambassadors, uh, we do the marketing, we make the signs, we made the t-shirts, we're really getting, we're starting to get out there, it's still a new program to us, so we're still, we're still trying. Okay, and do you also decide some of the benefits for, you know, the, the perks, if you will, that the students that participate in the program get? Yeah, the cards and such. Yeah, um, so how does I, that work? Um, the cards, we have the discounts for restaurants, we go across our community and we reach out to um, businesses, local businesses particularly, because we really, we also believe in helping them out because I know local businesses are struggling quite a bit in our town and um, then we have like our schools, like uh, drug free, I know some schools do the um, free park, like they get certain parking privileges and um, so you're implementing that. Yeah, we're doing homework passes, hallway passes. How's that work? How are homework passes? Um, we pretty much, if you don't do your homework one night and you're part of Drug Free Club and you earn that homework pass, then you get, instead of turning in your homework, you can get the uh, points for the homework and not actually do it. Huh. It's It's been a lifesaver a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. And what else? What others? Uh, as far as in-school perks are concerned. Um, definitely in our school we're doing a more of a positive outlook. Uh, we're actually doing, um, we're painting our sidewalks and it's quotes like, today I will do better. And we're just, we did murals in our bathroom. We're just trying to get a positive outlook. And it's really helping students, especially the ones, the closed off students that don't really talk a whole lot. We're getting them out of our shell. That's our main goal is to just create unity without drugs. And it, it's really working for us. So, Sunday. Tell us a little bit about this event that you participated in today. What did you think? Uh, it was amazing. Like, it op I, hearing the stories that people have told, like, opened my eyes to like realize that it's actually a problem here in Ross County, bigger than like what most people would ever imagine. Especially coming from like such a beautiful city, and like, I was like at a loss for words. At one point, I cried when the one man was telling his story about like everything he's been through. Like, it just, it's very emotional, because, like, I know people that have been through it, and I've seen it growing up, and I just, I don't know, I just want people to get help, and maybe, like, this will help our future generations come together and, like, work and try to make themselves better and not go down the wrong path in life. 
So this was a big, huge event, and this is going to get a lot of press. The dispatch, you know, they they're going to do a big story on it, and then there's some national press also. How does that make you feel to know that you're involved in really you've got an opportunity to be real leaders in your generation? It it excites me to no end. I think the opportunities here are endless and it's going to help the community so much and realize that people are looking at us, they're looking at our youth here and they're looking for us to lead and that's what, exactly what our plan is here. Terrific. Agreed. Well, I want to thank you both for joining me today for this podcast and uh, congratulate you both. Thank you. Yeah, tremendous. You're our leader. Thank you. Okay. All right, I'm here with Greg Phillips. Greg, congratulations on organizing just an unbelievable rally today. This is fantastic. Uh, thanks, Greg. Um, it, it's, I wouldn't say it turned out better than we thought because I think we knew it, it was going to be a great idea and a great concept. But of course, anytime that you put something together for the first time, there's, there's you know, how, how hype is it gonna be? Um, are the kids just coming because they get a day out of school? You know, what's, where are they at psychologically and emotionally as far as, you know, invested in their community? And I think they answered the, the, the bell today big time with how much energy and enthusiasm um, almost every kid in this, you know, in this county knows somebody that, that's addicted to opiates, whether it be heroin or prescription pain. Um, our, our surveys, even at our school, um, you know, we're, we're talking one in one in two have a, fa a direct family member. That's aunt, uncle, grandparent, or parent, sibling that, that has an opiate addiction. One in two. And one in two uh, are looking at, they know, it's not they know their best friends, great best friends, grandma's sister, lives in Miami. It's in this community. Um, we have kids that that are more concerned with having a pencil than they are having a Narcan pen mm -hmm. because if they go home, it, there's a good chance mom's going to, you know, she's had to have been narked before, as, as we say, um, in this community. And so um, the event was great, but the kids responded. And I think you, you saw their enthusiasm, their fight back mm -hmm. uh, against what is just as big an epidemic uh, as you could have in this country, the, this opiate epidemic here in West Virginia, Kentucky, Ohio. So thank you for the compliment, but they're the, they're the real MVPs. Yeah. So Wayne's been involved. Wayne Campbell mm -hmm. has been instrumental in Absolutely. starting about uh, 18 of these programs. And this is the biggest kickoff by far that he's, he's witnessed, that's yeah. for sure. So congratulations thank all you. the way around. So where do we go from here? Uh, where we go from here is obviously we're hoping that the students take some, some of that excitement, some of that vibe back to their schools. And I think sometimes the easy conception is... Uh, you know, at Chillicothe, we're close to about 55 to 60 percent um, uh, of our students are involved in uh, the drug-free clubs. 55 to 60 percent. Yeah, I don't have an exact number. We have we have about a thousand students. Uh, we're over 400 that have signed up, but those physical students in the building, because of our Pickway Ross program, are, are some of our satellite schools. We only have about 850 or 800 in the building. So when you're looking over 400, you, you've crossed over that 50% threshold. And I think the easy thing to look at is, well, Josh, 50% of your school is are drug addicts. And that's not the case. You're talking about just paperwork. You're talking about logistics. You're talking about kids that may be transferred in that haven't gotten the message yet. And so really trying to uh, strengthen those numbers is where we go from here. So uh, we look at, at 
picking up maybe 25, 50, 75 more kids who say, wow, this is a legit thing. This isn't just some fly-by-night, you know, just to get out of school or get a hot dog moment. This is legit. This is real. Um, so that, that's where we go from here as far as what the students are going to be doing back to the schools. Um, where we, as far as the boots on the ground, the, the, I guess the, the thinking kind of apparatus of this movement, um, we're, we're going to be working on getting more of the word out to businesses to support, um, to our news coverages. Uh, you know, disappointed that Channel 4, 6, 10 aren't here from Columbus. They, they, they come here in a hot minute when we have a heroin epidemic. Like four weeks ago, we had close to 40 overdoses in a six-hour period because a bad batch made its way down from Columbus. And so our coroner has to go on social media and put out tweets and Facebook and Instagram and snaps of, please, if you know a heroin addict, go get with them because this batch has moved in and we're seeing so many overdoses that the firefighters and police can't cover it. You know, those news organizations are down here quickly to cover that, and I get it, that makes news. Sure. Um, but, you know, with invites today and, and not seeing some of our larger media markets cover this was disappointing, but from a local aspect, that, that doesn't change what we do. But we need to help get the word out uh, because I think other communities like us, and we're just very representative of, of a huge area of Michigan, Ohio, West Virginia, Kentucky, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Indiana. Um, not that heroin addiction is just a mid, you know, a Great Lakes region problem, but we're kind of ground zero for this. We are. And yeah. if we can just help start a, a fire, if we can embolden other schools, other communities that this can be done, um, then how awesome is that? And so we need to help get the word out, hit this on social media. So we're going to be sharing this, as I think I mentioned earlier yes. today, with some schools in Northeast Ohio where we're from. So speak to them. Speak to them in terms of why they should do this. Uh, you want to do this because I, I think we've kind of had a passive resistance in the past. The Nancy Reagan, you know, that was when I was in school, you know, just say no. And it was weed and alcohol. It's kind of anything, but it was just say no. It was kind of passive aggressive. Um, and I think that the new face of the drug epidemic that we're seeing here, certainly in the Great Lakes area, Northeast Ohio, Northwest Ohio, down here in Southeastern Ohio, all over, is a very aggressive, non-discriminatory face of drugs. Opiate addiction is just, it's a killer. That, you know, there's the debate on, you know, is marijuana addictive, is it psychologically addictive, when is too much beer? There is no such thing as opiates, how much. It, you get on opiates, you're going to die. You are going to die from opiate addiction. It takes lives, and it's non-discriminatory. Doesn't care what your income is. Um, it's not. We there, there's very little socioeconomic factors that we see in our in our studies of, of heroin addiction and opiate addiction. Uh, it's people that it need an escape from reality, and it's easy. Uh, it, it's available with so many prescription drugs that can be abused. So this isn't just heroin. This is you know all of these painkillers that are just flooding the market. And so these schools need to be aggressive. And they need to carve out time and energy and space um, to fight back. And I think kids want to fight back because they're the ones that have to deal with the loss of a family member. They, they're ticked off. They're upset. They're crying. You, you heard you know, our ambassador, Kayla Daniels, yeah. talk about you know, it's robbed her of a relationship with her dad that she will never get back. Hopefully later down the road they can mend fences, but 
He'll never be able to go to her softball games. He'll never be able to see her graduate. He'll never, she's lost that, and you don't get that back. And so, you know, she's willing to get up, nervous as she could be, and, and share that heart kind of wrenching testimony because she wants to fight back. She wants to kind of give a big middle finger back to this epidemic that that has robbed her of a relationship with what should be one of the two most important people in her life. And uh, she's lost that. And, and that's just her story. And socio socioeconomically, she would be in that category. You wouldn't think that would have affected a family like hers. But it doesn't care. So I'm telling these schools, be aggressive. It's not going to come to you. you got to go take the fight to it. And the students will latch on to it. They're, they're desperate for somebody to rally them and say, enough's enough. Yeah. Speak to the fact that you're also growing leaders with this. And you can see that in her. Yes. In particular, today. Very much so. That. So, what does that mean to you and to the community? You know, leadership is attached to so many caveats, so many different areas of scholarship applications. Um, and these are kids that are voluntarily signing up to be drug tested. This isn't athlete drug testing, which is fairly prevalent now in most states. That's a thing now. Um, the, you know, the athletes don't really get a choice. If you, you want to play basketball for high school, you want to play soccer, you want to play softball, you're going to get drug tested. These are kids that are saying, you know, I'm not being drug tested. I don't play a sport. Or even if I do, it's random. And I'm voluntarily signing up to be drug tested anywhere from three to six times a year. And I don't know when they're coming, and I don't know when it's going to happen. And I know my principal is probably going to try to get him in here after homecoming and prom just because he's that guy to, to really show, listen, these are when you have to make the best decisions of your life. It can't be the night you just go crazy for 48 hours. And so sending that strong message, we see our kids rising to the top. Um, you see them getting out in front, grabbing bullhorns, risking a little bit of kind of peer pressure, maybe negatively to say, listen, fight back. Um, uh, one of my softball, I'm a softball coach, and one of my softball players is, is kind of debating between several schools on, on a you know, hopefully a scholarship opportunity to play at the next level. They're, we're finding out colleges are super intrigued by this program and I don't and I think that's kind of not been mentioned colleges are very interested in someone who is the leadership even if they're not in the, the front you voluntarily signed up to be drug tested what really speaks more to character and leadership which is what colleges are stressing about when they're giving out scholarships and funding you know are these kids gonna you know because you invest in a child for four or six years you're already signing up to be drug tested and passing and you're gonna have this certificate of, of you're drug free and guess what you've already stepped out from among the crowd which is a big issue when you move to the next level kids often get caught up in the, the scene um, so we're seeing colleges starting to get wind of this drug-free club of America this keys to success which is our kind of our local chapter here at Chillicothe High School and they're going wow that's leadership and so several colleges too I believe called her back and said what is this club you you put it on paper but what is it and so in explaining it it really was, was an eye-opener and so from a leadership standpoint colleges are gobbling this up and I'm not saying do it just because but I'm saying that one of the byproducts one of the benefits of being a leader and stepping up and stepping out is that colleges that's what they're looking for that's what the workforce is looking for yeah. um, what you heard that alluded to today yep you know, their Terrific. jobs not getting filled because people can't pass drug tests so well, I want to thank you for joining us today. Thank and you. Greg, any other final comments for our listeners out there and for, again, 
those uh, school districts up in Northeast Ohio that maybe are sitting on the on the fence, mm-hmm. considering this program. Uh, get hop off the fence. It's worth it. Hopefully, you you get video and snippets and some some coverage of what happened today down here in you know Podunk, Southeast Ohio, uh, where it's just you know caves and and corn and um, you know. The kids showed up in mass, and almost every one of those kids knows somebody that's addicted. They know someone in their family. They know their best friends, grandma, mom, sister, brother, uncle has dealt with this, and they're willing to fight back. And so, you know, what superintendent, what school board, what principal, what body of businesses in these towns, um, you know, in Northeast Ohio aren't going to want to fight back uh, because the kids are ready. And I think they, you know, you saw that today. Yeah. And so the adults need to get busy creating this environment because they'll step up and do the right thing they'll step up and bring the heat um, when you give them the opportunity to let their voice be heard because they're sick and tired of being labeled they're sick and tired of the addiction they're sick and tired of oh you're from Ohio oh you know Chillicothe oh you know you're the vanishing women series on you know the ID channel where you, you have a serial killer lose possibly or the sex trafficking oh you have a heroin epidemic oh and they're tired of having to address that and they're willing to step up and say, no more, let's change that perception and let's do it now. So the students are ready, the adults just have to kind of create the environment and the space um, to, to let their voice be heard and, and they'll make it heard. Excellent. Well, Greg, thanks again. Thank you, Greg. And congratulations on an Thank unbelievable you. event, Gosh, unbelievable I'm day. Just a hike. Okay, I'm here with Jackson Burns from Unioto, who's also a drug-free club uh, member. Welcome, Jackson. Thank you. Nice right. to meet you. Okay, so a heck of an event today. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about what you witnessed. Well, uh, I think that the Drug Free Club of America is a good choice for kids to give them an option to uh, say no. Like if someone asks them, hey, do you want to try this? You can say, no, I might get drug tested. Um, and yeah, didn't expect this many people to come. 1,500. That, I, couldn't even comprehend that number and then I saw it today um, it was just really humbling seeing that many kids saying no to drugs outstanding so what does it mean to you to be in a position where you can a leadership position for your generation in terms of this issue well I think that being a leader in this situation would mean just saying no whenever put in that situation and like knowing what it can do to you and like the outcomes you can have in your life and how it could like ruin your life or life of your loved ones around you. Any other comments for other students that maybe are sitting on the sidelines and haven't decided to join yet? What would you say to them? I'd probably say, hey, this is really life-changing and it could, um, it really benefits you and makes you get out and get to know some people that I, I met a couple people today that um, shared uh, my beliefs of not doing drugs. Um, I just say it really benefits you and I think that everyone should be drug free. Well, thanks for joining us today, Thank Jackson. You. And thanks for being a leader in your community. Thank you. Okay. Good job. All right. I'm here now with Jason Schumann. Jason is also from Unioto, um, and he's also a charter member of Drug Free Clubs of America in their school. Thank you for having me. Welcome. Yeah. So what does it mean to you to be a charter member of Drug Free Clubs of America in your school? Uh, to be a part of this organization in our school and uh, across this county 
it means to be a role model to other kids that aren't in the club yet, but are looking to be in the club and setting that example to show that we're representing the drug-free members of your school and your community, trying to spread a positive message. Terrific. So, um, have you had a chance to enjoy some of the rewards of the club yet? Uh, I have not yet. Uh, when I get my card, I know that there are benefits around in local organizations, uh, in like restaurants and at school. Uh, we get like certain uh, benefits from these uh, cards. Okay. So what would you say, talking to those people that haven't joined yet, what would you say would be the top um, reasons that they should join this club? Uh, to be in this club is to be a part of something bigger than yourself that helps the community around you that has already been affected by the drugs already. And uh, by being in this club, uh, you can do that. You can spread that message that uh, most people need to hear and that want to hear it. Outstanding. Well, Jason, I want to thank you for joining me today and thank you for being a leader in the community. Thank you. Okay. Okay, I'm here with Chris Scott. Chris is the organizer of today's event, and really, Chris got Drug Free Clubs of America off the ground here in the county. And uh, I, I just, first of all, want to congratulate you on an unbelievable day. Thank you, Greg. I, I can't take credit for today because I, I had a lot of apprehensions about having this in the fall on November 18th and in Ohio. And try, what are know, the odds of having this kind of day? I would have liked to take an insurance policy, you know, one of those uh, hole-in-one policies or something when they, you know, like they do uh, in Boston. There's a couple of furniture stores. If you buy your furniture and it snows on Christmas, you get your you get your uh, furniture free. I'd like to have figured out that policy today because, man, nobody would have guessed. 74 degrees and sunny and t-shirt weather in, in Ohio. So obviously this cause means a lot to you. Why Absolutely. is that? Well, it, it, I've got kids. <laughs> I think anybody that has kids and, and doesn't feel passionate about the programs and the things we're putting out there and changing our culture, uh, you, you, you need to look in the mirror and you need to talk to your kids because I've, I've been around it. You know, I grew up, my dad was in law enforcement and uh, you know, this, this whole opiate thing is something different than we've ever seen. Uh, it's, it's not... It's not the weed, it's not the coke, it's not the drinking beer on a Saturday night, cruising around with buddies, this, this is bad. And I've seen just so many deaths. And here's the other thing, I mean, quite honestly, I, I know so many people just a little bit older than me that are raising grandkids because their kids are in jail. And I, I don't want to raise my grandkids. I mean, is that bad? <laughs> but, I, I, you know, I've thought about it. No, you know. I mean, that's the sad reality of it whole family's lives are just turned on end because of this. So um, what did it take to get this rolling in the community? Well, uh, wow, Wayne Campbell <laughs> helped a lot. Uh, I was the president of the Rotary, our morning Rotary Club. We have two Rotary Clubs in Chillicothe. I was president of the morning club. During our training for presidency, somebody put a Tyler's Light Flyer in our book. And it stayed in that book for a while, and I didn't really pay attention. And I knew some people that knew Wayne, but we didn't know each other. So uh, one of our speakers one week at Rotary was the sheriff came in and talked about some of the things. And this is, you know, a year and a half ago when the Missing Women program hadn't been on the Discovery Channel yet about Ross County. And people were whispering, Greg. They weren't, you know, it wasn't something people would talk about. You know, there would be a funeral, and 
you know, you'd hear, you know, some people say, well, my cousin and my brother, and it's real quiet. People didn't talk about the drug problem. So then the next week or two, we had some different speakers in Rotary, and this wasn't planned. It just happened that way. The, the, uh, the judge, one of Judge Ader from in town came in, and he talked about his drug court and things they were doing with Vivitrol and some of the, uh, some of the good things that he was trying to bring out uh, with, with addicts. And then we had the coroner come in and talked about the number of deaths we're having. So, and then the uh, neonatal nurse from the hospital come out and talked about the number of babies we had being born addicted. And you know, the, the wheels were spinning in our minds at Rotary. And I thought, you know, let's, I got this thing, it's called Tyler's Light. I got this brochure on, let's bring this guy in and talk to all the kids in every county school. So we brought Wayne in and in the meantime, some alums from Chillicothe were reading the Washington Post article that said, you know, the rust belt of the country and the plague of the heroin in Ross County and, and just it, just a terrible, terrible news story that was out there about Chillicothe. And, uh, you know, one of the guys was a Chillicothe alum, lived in Virginia and read that, called some of his buddies and decided he wanted to do something at Chillicothe High School to make a program for some way to keep kids off drugs and reward them for good behavior. And that's next day. I mean, all this happened at the same time. It's crazy. You know, we brought Wayne into the into the Rotary meeting. Met with. Uh, I invited all of our principals and all of our superintendents from every school in the county to come to this. I want you to hear this. I'm gonna. We're gonna bring this guy to your school. And to be honest, when Wayne spoke to the club and spoke to the principals, it was it's a different speech than he gives the kids. And it was. Uh, you know, I was happy. And but we started talking about. Wayne said something about drug-free clubs. Said, What's that? It's a corny name. But, you know, that sounds really cool to incentivize kids to be drug-free. I think that's something that might work. So after Rotary meetings, we get more business done than we do in the meetings sometimes. And there's a group of people standing outside and one of the, a couple of the superintendents, myself and Wayne, talking about this program. And that spilled over into one of the neighborhood coffee shops and some more of the Rotarians got together. And about two weeks later, we pulled together 40 people from around the county and put them in a local business's think tank. They have a think tank and big hole in the floor and we all sat around and talked about it and just did a brainstorming session and that was in September of 2015 and here we are November of 2016 with 15 over 1500 kids downtown on the courthouse. Wow. So, you know, with a program like that, you oftentimes probably most communities, I guess, would select one school. But you did just the opposite. You were so happy with this program, so excited about the program, that you selected all the schools in the county. How did that come about? I couldn't imagine providing an opportunity for one kid at one school and seven other schools sitting on the sidelines and fighting the epidemic that was fighting. And if we lost one kid to that, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't have slept with that. So, you know, Mr. Ruby's our superintendent, and he was at Adena schools at the time, Adena local schools. And we were gung-ho about, let's provide this opportunity for every kid in the county. Every single kid, no matter where they live, no matter what economics are in their household, no matter, you know, everybody should have the same opportunity, level the playing field for them. So that's, that's kind of where we went with all the schools being involved. So um, it's obviously, the epidemic is very, very bad here. Some would call it the epicenter of the epidemic. Um, what would you say to those in Northeast Ohio that maybe it's not perceived as quite as bad? What would you say to them when presented with the opportunity to, uh, you know, found a drug-free club in their schools? Greg, it, it's everywhere. And if you're not talking about it, you know, a lot of other communities are the way we were almost two years ago. 
little things happening, a couple folks whispering in corners. People didn't speak publicly about it. You know, we had, we had, you have children inside of some of these groups that are involved now, parents that had children that had OD'd and died, wouldn't talk about it in public. And I, and I can't say, I mean, I, what you guys do is awesome. I can't say if my, you know, something happened to my kids, I couldn't do what you and Wayne and some of the other folks do, but they could not talk about it. And still to this day, some of them haven't. And it's okay. Everybody deals in different ways. But it's happening where you are. Wherever you're listening right now, if you're in the U.S. and all over Ohio, it's happening. There's there's issues out there, and they may be not be on the scale that we've seen here in Ross County or in Huntington, West Virginia, or in Portsmouth, but it's out there. It's happening. So what would you like to say to those other school systems out there that are eyeing programs like this but haven't jumped? I think nobody knows exactly where to go or what to do, and that, that's kind of where we were. We had, I looked at it as like scurrying ants, you know, we have this this over here helping the recovery and this over here, you know, helping the, the people getting out of jail. We had a lot of things going on, but we didn't have a lot of prevention going on. We've got D.A.R.E. in our schools, and it's good, but D.A.R.E.'s for the little kids, and then we kind of forgot about all the rest of the kids. You know, we dropped it after D.A.R.E., and we didn't have, because our health education in the state of Ohio, I mean, I'll, I'll go on record of saying, pretty weak you know and, and, I, and I've testified for the Attorney General's uh, committees on it and you know the, the resounding thing you hear from the schools you know our health education is just not out there so you can not even the school systems you can as a community as business leaders in your community as parents in your community you can start this program this didn't come from a school this didn't come from any government funding we still to this day haven't took, had a penny from any tax dollar applied to this program here in Ross County. This is a grassroots effort by a local Rotary Club, by business owners, by business people in the community, by concerned parents that can make it happen. And you can start it there. And if you think there's not a problem, you gotta look because there's problems because it's in the school. But before it becomes a Chillicothe, before you have a Discovery TV program about missing women in your community, do it now. Incentivize the kids. Somebody said, well, why do you want to, kids shouldn't have to take drug tests. Well, guess what? When that kid graduates high school and goes out and get a job, what are they going to do, Greg? they got to get a drug test. Why not start now? Why not reward them for the positive behaviors and let the kids change the culture? You know, so far, everything you and I have talked about is what we've done and what's been done in the community. The kids made the over 40% enrollment in Ross County. The kids at Huntington High School out in the woods in Ross County, our smallest, most remote school one of the most depressed areas of our county, over 70% enrollment at that school. Guess what? I didn't do that. Those kids led the change. They made it happen. The peer pressure has shifted in our county, and you can do it in yours too. And we'd be happy to help anybody who wants to, wants to get started, and the folks at Drug Free Clubs of America are fantastic. Awesome. Chris, I want to thank you again. Thank you for having us, Greg. Yeah, you Greg, bet. you were coming down to Chillicothe, and that's oh. a long trip for you guys, and we appreciate you being here, appreciate you talking to folks in our community and shedding positive light on, on, a, on, a, on a very negative problem, but shedding some positive light on it too, because we've seen some light today here in Chillicothe. And I think that you're going to inspire some people up north. Well, That's we hope so. We'll do whatever we can to help everywhere. Okay. Thanks, Greg. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Cover 2 Resources podcast. This episode is a production of Cover 2 Resources, 
and is made possible by listeners like you. With your support, the Cover 2 team can continue to research and broadcast these resources to others in need. If you'd like to donate or to sponsor a future podcast, please visit cover2.org. As always, thank you for listening. Together, we can make a difference in the opioid epidemic, one life at a time.